What's happening, guys? It's Ryan. Hey, I just want to talk to you guys real quick about uh, my guest for this episode. Her name is Melissa McCurry. She is a RSP nutrition uh, employee. And if you've listened to any of the podcasts beforehand or anything I've posted on Instagram, I am a huge fan of RSP. And um, a friend of mine growing up from Rhode Island, Kalichi, is invested with them as well. And uh, so uh, worked with uh, him and uh, got in touch with uh, Melissa, who I'd, I'd somehow been following in Charlotte on Instagram for a while now. And uh, it so happened that she was an RSP nutrition um representative so reached out to her so she came by we talked about rsp but we also talked about you know who she is how she got involved in the fitness industry to start and then how did um she go from she started as a personal trainer how did she go from personal trainer to working in the supplement industry so she talks about that we also went on to talk about accountability um, when it comes to working out uh, for you for yourself for your family kids anything like that how do you stay accountable and in life in general uh, and how it translates into fitness and what she you know stands for and believes in we talked about um, some workout plans go and follow her fit first lady underscore RSP on Instagram she posts all of her workouts you can look at her workout plans we talk about nutrition and then she also brought me some gifts she brought me a uh, four envelopes around writing down your goals and it's it's pretty cool idea if you saw it on my instagram if you haven't go back and check that out and it's also on hers as well so you write down your goals for the first week of the year and on january 1 you write them down you put them in an envelope and on january 8th you open them and did you accomplish those goals and you then you also at the same time write your goals for the first month of the year six months of the year end of year and then also month over month and it really tries to, it does a good job of holding yourself accountable. So the statistic for writing anything down is it's 40%. So you're 40% more likely to achieve something if you write it down. So again, it's always good to write down your goals. So we talked about starting the year off right for 2019. Um, any advice that she has for anyone of you that might be interested in getting into the fitness industry or even the nutrition or supplement industry, she, we talked about that what her role is at the company, where she started, what she's doing now for them, um, what makes RSP different, and then just a little further dive into, you know, things around Charlotte that she likes to do as well as who, what she likes to do outside of the fitness industry. So it was a really cool conversation. Uh, I'll probably have her back as a guest uh, in the next couple months. Again, we're talking about accountability just to do kind of a follow-up where we are, after Q1 in your fitness world and your, your goal setting and all of that, and then maybe mid-year and end of year, you know, we'll, we'll see if our schedules uh, align like that. But um, I hope you enjoy it. It's, it's certainly very fitness-focused, which is great. Again, this is the whole point of the podcast is sports and fitness and life and how they come together. And Melissa really hit it on the head today around um, fitness and, and life and how her life has been focused around fitness and family and, and everything else like that. So hope you enjoy it again. Uh, go, if you listen on Apple podcasts, rate the, um, podcast, let me know, put some comments in there as well. That's how more and more people can actually get exposed to it, to hear what, what I'm talking about, what my guests are talking about. If you have to 
you have to give it the ratings. That's the only way that Apple will actually, you know, put it on uh, some of the top pages when you search for, you know, if you want to listen to a sports podcast or a fitness podcast. If you have the ratings on there and comments on there, that certainly helps and uh, helps this podcast grow and hopefully uh, gets me to be able to do some fun things for 2019 as this uh, continues to uh, build and gain momentum and I continue to enjoy doing it. So thanks again for listening. I hope you enjoy this one. Welcome to Two Cents Worth. This is your host, Ryan DeFaber. I am here with Melissa McCurry, um, who we have some mutual friends together, but we have never met until about 20 minutes ago. So um, we were just kind of reviewing the, the, the podcast and how it goes. So it's going to be an interesting and open conversation that... Um, I'm going to learn a lot about Melissa, and she'll probably learn some about me, And but this is mostly going to be about her. So, Melissa, how... So, we just met. How would you describe yourself to someone you just met? Say you get stuck in an elevator. What's your elevator speech? Who's Melissa? <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, I would definitely say I'm upbeat, outgoing. Um, I'm a hard worker. So, you know, if you hand me a... A dictionary. I'm not going to tell you. Um, I'm not going to ask you how to spell a word. I'm going to do it on my own. And then if I can't figure it out, then I'm going to, you know, ask for some help there. So I'd, I'm pretty independent that way. Um, strong in faith. I would say my my downfalls are that I'm very loud is what I've been told. So I'm a loud <laughs> speaker. So if this uh, you can hear it probably on this podcast. So I'll try and I can I can change the recording volume. So don't worry. <laughs> Perfect. Because I don't want to blow out anyone's ears. <laughs> Um, so I'm often told to quiet down. Um, and then I've been not diagnosed, but definitely I have an issue where I don't recognize people if I've only met them once and then I meet them again. It takes me about two to three times okay. to recognize somebody. So it's kind of quite embarrassing sometimes. And not only that, it's also people think I'm rude, but uh. I'm just really don't recognize you. you so know? that's that might be a good thing. If this goes south and I see you again, I, <laughs> I know that you know I you won't know who I am. I absolutely will not recognize <laughs> you. And if you don't have that hat on right now, and then you have like on perfect. work clothes, I'll be like, perfect, right by you. <laughs> this is gonna this is gonna be perfect. Hopefully, it doesn't turn no. out south, but um, well, that's interesting. Yeah, you'll have to reintroduce yourself. For okay, sure. that's fine. I'll just <laughs> I'll take a picture of us here, and then I'll be like, "Remember, you actually came to my house. Like <laughs> we we, we know each other." Um, so, what brought you to Charlotte? Because I know it, I, everybody that I know, including myself, if you live in Charlotte or the Charlotte area, you're not from Charlotte. I think there's one person that's been on this show that is actually born and raised Charlotte. So yes. what brought you to Charlotte? You're right. I probably have two friends that yeah. I know that grew up it's, here. The way the city's growing, it's becoming less and less. Mm -hmm. It's it's a rarity to actually be from Charlotte. Absolutely. Um, so I moved from Charlotte as soon as I graduated from Kent State University. Okay. And the reason I came here is my husband was a school teacher. He was already working up in Ohio for a year. And I had just graduated with my teaching degree. And I was looking for a job. Um, and I wanted to come move, first of all, 
in fourth grade, I told my mom, why do we live in <laughs> fourth Ohio? Grade. Fourth grade. Yeah. Okay. And she remembers. She tells me all the time. She's like, when you were in fourth grade, you said to me, why do we live in Ohio? As soon as I graduated from, as soon as I graduate from college, I'm leaving. N- nothing wrong with Ohio. It's just cold. Yeah. And I just really, I'm a, always naturally cold anyway. So I just needed to move somewhere where I was a little bit warmer. And I did. Literally, as soon as I graduated from college, um, I from Kent, we were. They had like a job fair, and yeah. Charlotte was one of those that came, um, trying to recruit some teachers. Um, so the stipulation was, if my husband can get a job, also, which he's a PE teacher, so it's a little bit harder for him to find a position. Yeah. Um, that Charlotte would be on the list. So basically, that's how they both got the. We both got jobs down here, and we were able to move down here and be um, start teaching. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Hey, Charlotte, I mean, in general. Um, since I've lived here, so my wife is from Florida, and so we met in college, and we, the deal was whoever gets a job first, wherever they get a job, that's where we'll move. And she actually got a job before I did here in Charlotte. Just the opportunities that the city has. Uh, I get asked all the time, um, you know, would you ever live anywhere else? Right now, I wouldn't, <laughs> just because of the opportunities. If, if the job that I have today, you know, ever took me somewhere else, I'd probably just turn that down and and find another job in Charlotte because I, I like the city a lot and I like the opportunity and the weather is really nice. So you grew up in Ohio. I grew up in Rhode Island. I absolutely hate winter. I hate snow. It's just not something I enjoy. I feel bad for my kids because they want to see snow. And I'm like, I hope every time the weather is like, <laughs> it might snow. I'm like, it better not snow. I hate snow. Um, what do you love about Charlotte? I mean, that question is more like, what don't I love okay. about Charlotte? I think Charlotte is like, I feel like you've seemed to feel the same way that um, the best parts about Charlotte is, you know, the people, mm-hmm. even though no, no, not very many people are from Charlotte. Yeah. Everybody that comes here seems so happy. Um, they want to, you know, be um, helpful and kind to other people. Um they're also looking for opportunities, so it's a lot of networking, and yeah. that makes it fun. Um, the restaurants are great in Charlotte. We have a lot of good opportunities for different um, types of restaurants to visit. Um, and the sporting events, to me, yeah. I'm, I'm a huge sports fan. I love being able to go and watch a lot of pro athletes um, or even just the college teams that are close by um, and even the high schools, so I yeah. think, are really great. Um, and then I would just say, you know, I think as far as me with raising my family, it was important to have a place where maybe I'm not right in the city, but it's easy to get to. But also on the suburbs, um, a lot of people are around our same age group with the same, te- you know, age um, of kids. Mm-hmm. So you can definitely find a lot of good new friends. Yeah. Um, and I think that's helpful. As you get older, it's harder to make <laughs> friends. I feel like most of my friends, you know, started because my kids were friends with them. So we became friends. Yeah. But um, I think that's important. I, I There's no argument there. I think um, so we both live in the suburbs and it's um, it's very it's it's nice for the kids uh, and the schools and families that are around as well. Um, so there's no argument there. Um, we didn't touch on it yet, but I'm, I'm going to get into it is so you work for RSP Nutrition. And for anybody that listens to the podcast, um, I talk about RSP quite a bit just because I now have a um, unbeknownst when I started using it, but uh, 
a friend of mine that I grew up with in Rhode Island is um, part owner? Involved, yes. Involved, mm-hmm. whatever it is, yeah. invested into the company. Um, so it's it's kind of cool that uh, I used this pro- his product, your product, um, and then that's how we uh, I found you know got connected with you and got you here. So you work for RSP Nutrition, which we're going to get into. Um, but what I want to know: so you said you came down to be a school teacher. How did you get into f- the fitness industry? Well, that is the crazy thing because you know sometimes you go to school and you think this is what you want to do for the rest of your life and paths lead you other where other places yeah. and definitely capitalize on the opportunities. So um, why I switched over from teaching, which I absolutely love teaching, um, it was um, we after we had our daughter, she was six months old and I literally was paying every part of my paycheck to the nanny that yeah. was taking care of her. And I was like going into work, missing her, crying that I'm missing out on things. Literally, my husband's like, I thought after, you know, six months, you would stop crying every (laughs) Sunday night, you know? And I was like, but it was, it was hard because I wanted to be home with her, but I didn't have the financial freedom with, you know, my husband being a school teacher to stay at home. So I also, I'm also one of those people that I do like working. You know, mm-hmm. I enjoy having um, something for myself that I, I feel proud about building. Um, but realizing I wanted to be home with her. So I wanted to figure out, okay, what can I do that has flexible that I don't have to go back to college for? Yep. I mean, I literally had just graduated not too long ago. And then also something I enjoyed to do. And the answer was personal training. Okay. It was a hands down. I mean, I've always been into the fitness industry, um, working out myself. So personal training is what I knew, first of all, that I could get a certification in within a reasonable time frame. I could um, have flexible hours mm-hmm. and you can make really good money. Yeah. If you're a great personal trainer, especially, uh, you can make some, I made more money as a personal trainer than I did teaching. And that's very sad to say. (laughs) And I worked worked four hours a day. I mean, it was, it's crazy. But yep, that's what it is. It's the reality of it. And it was just, you know, figuring out what is going to be best for me, what's best for my family, um, and what I'm still going to love to do. Yeah. So how long have you, do you still do any personal training? Or Mm -hmm. is it Yes. No. So I was a personal trainer for 10 years. Okay. Yeah. So (laughs) do the math. I'm old. No, you're not old. (laughs) Age is just a number. Right. I do. I do agree with that. Um, So at 10 years, I was a personal trainer. And during that time, I started working part time for RSP. Okay. And then uh, I guess it's been four years that I've been full time with RSP. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how did you get connected with RSP? Okay. So this is one of my favorite stories because this is one of those when people say, you know, right place, right time. Um, I agree with that a hundred percent. I agree with connections really can get you places, but I also agree that if you don't capitalize on those, they're just going to be like a passing, you know, like you have to be able to, you know, take the next step to figure out Maybe if this is something I want to pursue, what can I do to, you know, stay in their ear or something? So right place, right time. Um, what Since I was a personal trainer, I decided to start competing. And um, I was a sponsored athlete by one of the retail stores here okay. in Charlotte. And um, RSP, brand new, 2010, 
they um well they started in 2009 but 2010 by time they kind of started trying to get into retail um was trying to get into this company um that it was NutriShop, I guess I can say that. That was NutriShop yeah. here in Charlotte. I know the owners. They work out at my gym. There so. you go. So perfect. Yep. So NutriShop. Uh, back in the day, I was a sponsored athlete by them. And um, RSP was coming in to do kind of uh, a promotion. And they had John Beeson with them. So it was a yeah. really big deal. And he was with the Carolina Panthers. They were one of the first athletes backing the product. Um, it stands for Revolutionary Sports Performance. Um, so it's definitely was aimed towards, you know, athletes and clean products mm-hmm. for them. So John Beeson was one of our first uh, athletes. And they were doing a huge promotion here in Charlotte. So it was on the news and everything. Um, so the NutriShop contact me and say, hey, you know, do you mind coming out? We're we're doing a promotion here. And they have always been great to me, you know, as far as sponsoring me for my competitions yeah. and things. So it was kind of a, a mutual respect. I went out just, you know, help out in case they needed anything, you know, uh, answering questions to customers about products. Well, little did I know that RSP Nutrition would end up being that company there. <laughs> and to this day, it's still so funny to think about the CEO of the company uh, and the other part owner sitting there handing out samples, doing dump, basically a demo, yeah. to, you know, just trying to tell people about their product, their, about their product. And our first product was called Fast Fuel. Yeah. And I, and I said earlier, that's one of the, that was the first product I ever used. Yeah. And it might have been because of John Beeson then. I forgot that he was a sponsored athlete of yep. theirs when it first started. Yes. So yeah, it probably was because of him and the Panthers mm-hmm. and like following him on Facebook or seeing something. I can't remember how I found it, but there, I mean, you know, you walk into a GNC or a vitamin shop, there's 10,000 products right. that you can pick from. So I don't know what, it had to have been because of John. It had to be because, yeah, hey, it had to have been. there we go. The smart marketing. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> I, I, I'm not faulting it. I, you know, it yeah. worked. Yeah. You, you know, the, the big names do help out. Yeah. So, so you, you get, you meet them. Mm-hmm. Then what? And I tried their product, Fast Fuel, yep. which I really liked. Um, I, again, I was competing, so I had tried other products. I was with NutriShop. Mm-hmm. So I was using NutriShop-based products. Um, and I was like, ooh, this Fast Fuel stuff is actually really good. And I competed with it, um, trained with it and competed, and I placed fourth in nationals. And I, I, you know, I told the company when I got their contact information, yeah. again, right place, right time. But if you don't do your part of making sure you're following up with maybe a lead yeah. that could lead into something, you know. So I, you know, told them how much I liked their product and blah, blah, blah. And they said, you know, we we just now got into the vitamin shops. And do you mind going into the vitamin shop and, you know, setting up a table just like, you know, we had done um, there? And I said, no, you know, I don't mind that at all. So I started doing a demo, my first demo ever in a vitamin shop. And believe me, when you don't know anything about how to do a demo, (laughs) you just better figure it out. You know, like I'm thankfully a people person. So I was not afraid to go in there. I I knew the product very well. Of course, I was I'm going to make sure I'm educated on it. Um, And I sold out. The, you know, when I say sold out, they only had like three on the shelf, you know, but because it was the one flavor. Yes. So I sold out and I was like, they, so I said, okay, yeah, I sold them out. You know, they were like, well, can you start doing other vitamin shops in the area? <laughs> so I did that, you know, and every time I'd sell out 
you know, the product. And it was more or less just because people didn't really know about RSP and the benefits of taking our products mm-hmm. and um, just having the people get to actually try it. Um, so basically, I, I did a really good job at, you know, selling the product. Um, and it really, it's not hard. It wasn't hard to do because I believe in the product. And a lot of the people also, once they tried it, they're like, oh, this tastes good. You know, they were ready to try something new. I will say, and again, I don't get paid by RSP, um, <laughs> and I've been using it before I knew any of you guys. Um, they do have the best flavors. Uh, and what I like about their pre-workout compared to a lot of the other ones is it doesn't taste chalky. You ever, you like, mm-hmm. ever had a pre-workout and it just kind of leaves that chalkiness and it's, it's like it's fruit punch, but you don't really ever taste fruit punch. You taste basically it's like taking medicine. Yes. Yeah, it's gross. Yes. Um, I've never had that, and I use Dino now, or mm-hmm. right, Dino. Dino. Awesome. Want to make sure I I say all the products yes. right, um, which is different than Fast Fuel, mm-hmm. and it just has like it. It does have a different consistency, but it still has that good flavor. Regen, um, Amino Lean, which you're doing the the giveaway for. I use the watermelon. Uh, I got sent the. Um, blackberry or pomegranate mm-hmm. whatever one it is blackberry pomegranate yeah yes. i haven't tried it yet so oh, nice. i'm looking forward okay. to it. but the true fit the cinnamon churro oh. i don't know i sent rsp i put a post on instagram if you guys saw it i don't know who came up with that but they're an evil genius because it it tastes <laughs> like if you ever had ben and jerry's cinnamon bun ice cream oh, that's what it yes. tastes like to me nice and i make a i make a smoothie and i'm like oh my god that's what it tastes like i told my wife i'm like this is this could help stop me from eating that ice cream all the time because <laughs> right. it's it's really good but yeah you said the flavors are good i've i've never had a bad flavor of uh rsp and again it doesn't give you that chalky mm-hmm. taste and it doesn't give you the jitters the last thing i want to do when i go to the gym is feel like something's like crawling underneath mm-hmm. my skin i never have that right. but um the vascular pump I sound like such a meathead. The vascular <laughs> pump. Uh, but like, you know. My veins. My veins, you know, but the blood is flowing mm-hmm. better. Um, but I didn't know the actual name of the company. I just was like oh. RSP. So when you just said that earlier. I like to throw that one out for a trivia question when I'm speaking in front That's of That's good because, you know. You, you'll hear definite, like all these random, you know. I never, I never know. I just hear mm-hmm. RSP. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. I never really thought to think of like, what does RSP ever stand for? Mm-hmm. That's never thought of that okay in touching on the flavors real quick i want to tell you that you're so right like um first of all rsp takes their flavors very very um you know it's to them it's one of their their most crucial parts not just the ingredients so um it's very important to them and when we um are coming out with a new flavor for an example there will be literally seven mango flavors let's just take mango there's seven everything is a blind test and we go throughout the office you know we're a very small company mm-hmm. i mean sometimes they'll even send me samples you know here in charlotte if i'm not in the office um but when I, it's literally every time i'm in the office we're trying different samples of every different type of flavor and if we don't all like hands down one of these flavors then we're like hmm we got to pick between something else you know yeah, well. so they're they they take their flavoring very um and it's very important to them yeah you know? well i mean Again, you can tell, and if you if you're somebody that takes uh, supplements or somebody that's thinking about taking supplements, flavor is a big part of it because you yep. can. <clears throat> there might be different benefits because of the ingredients, but if you don't like sucking down something before you go work out, you're not gonna 
enjoy whatever products, but the RSP, you guys do a really good job of that. So Thank you. that's good to know. I didn't yes. know like how Fun. serious they take it, yes. but it, they do a good job of it. Um, all right. So you start selling out in vitamin shops. Mm-hmm. What made you take the move to go full time then? All right. Well, thankfully, I was offered, you know, a position um, to go ahead and start moving um, into different retails. So we had the vitamin shops and eventually uh, GNCs. Mm-hmm. And um, we had some of the other shops around the, you know, the country that were carrying us and retail wise brick and mortar. And you know, they said, how do you feel about, you know, trying the sales job, you know, going around having them pick up some of our new products that we have and working out some deals. And it's like, sounds fun. Let's do, let's do yeah. it. You know? So it was more or less just growing, um, first right here in North Carolina. And then of course, South Carolina, Georgia, um, you know, just getting the opportunity for people to know about our products and how they could have purchased them or picked them up because we are so new. Um, it was just about getting the word out. Okay. So explain. So we didn't really, again, we haven't touched mm-hmm. on it. We'll, I wanted to get into it. So what is your actual job at RSP? So currently, um, you know, throughout the years, and my Instagram, as you know, is um, at fitfirstlady underscore RSP. Mm-hmm. And the reason I have that title is because I was their very first employee hired. So, okay, well, yeah. all right. So back I in- mean, it, it kind of made sense, <laughs> but I did want to ask you that. Like, what does the fit first lady mean? Mm-hmm. First employee, okay. Yes, and I did not give myself the first lady title. The CEO did, so okay. I was like, very cool. You know, no matter what <laughs> other title I carry as far as, you know, sales rep, whatever it may be, but that's a pretty cool title. So um, I've been with them since they started, you know, obviously, um, as far as employees wise. And so my role has changed over the years. And for me, it's basically, I know they know what they're doing. I mean, we have grown and grown 40% growth every single year. So I trust them, you know, if this is where they need me to be at this time, then we'll move with it. So currently, I'm in charge of the retail stores, which are GNCs and vitamin shops. And that's throughout the entire country. So you know, if one of the um, employees there, or usually I work with some of the higher management, like um, the uh, district managers or the regional sales directors, then when they need some products, or they have questions about products, or they're doing training with their um, with their large group of employees, that's when I go in and, um, you know, tell them about RSP products and explain the benefits of taking RSP products and why to choose RSP products over some other products. So national. National, yeah, I do it. And they're not headquartered here. No. So that's, I think that's pretty cool. I I think that speaks volumes for, you know, the the value that Mm -hmm. you you bring to the company because they're out of Miami, right? Yes, they're based in Miami. I would imagine that's how they got hooked up with John Beeson because John played at University of Miami. Correct. Okay. Yes. I'm just I'm yes. put it, putting, I'm it putting everything together again because <laughs> I know where they're headquartered and I know that you don't live in Miami, mm-hmm. uh, obviously. So, um, yes. so GNC, Vitamin Shop, I can get it on bodybuilding.com, mm-hmm. jet.com, Walmart. Walmart. Too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So anywhere else that we can find it? Um, you can find it on iHerb. Um, you can find it on, um, let's see, we did, we did bodybuilding.com, Amazon, of course. Okay, Amazon, yeah. all right. Um, trying to think, some of the other e-coms. Um, right now, I mean, we're working with a few other 
bigger um, some bigger stores and e um, e commerce okay. and and things like that. So, so then, but Vitamin Shop, GNC, your basic supplement stores, national. Um. Yes. So. Those are those are the two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is there? Do you guys then also do regional ones too, or do you just try and say like you mentioned NutriShop? Yes. Like, I I know here in Charlotte you have like NutriShop, you have Health Nuts, you have these other smaller, just one or two stores. Do you guys work with those types of stores regionally as well, or is it just? stick to the GNC vitamin shops. We currently are just sticking okay. because of the direct um, distribution that we have oh, going okay. on and um, just focusing. We have a lot of international business as okay. well. So, yes. So that's good. So anybody listening internationally, yeah. you can find oh, RSP gosh. as well. Absolutely. If you don't do it through e-commerce, you can find it probably in a local store right. internationally. Right. Okay. We're, we're going to circle back because we're, we're and we'll come back to some RSP stuff cuz I do want to touch on, you talked about clean ingredients and all that stuff. I do want to touch on what makes RSP different, but I did want to go back. So you did personal training. You started with RSP. You did competitions. What else in your fitness journey has kind of led you to where who you are today? Is there anything else that we didn't touch on? Because um, you, you said you've always worked out. What is it about the fitness industry that keeps you motivated, I guess? I just think it's definitely one of those uh, being a goal-oriented person, you know, um, whether or not I'm getting up on stage to compete, I always try to, you know, be within that that realm of it mm -hmm. or challenge myself if it's, you know, personally, I don't like to stretch. It's, it's no, I know okay. that's bad. Wow. I know I, I'm really bad about stretching. So maybe... Don't always you know, take her advice, guys. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. You definitely need to be stretching. So I kind of roll out on the foam roller, which is kind of like what I consider stretching, yeah. but I know it's, you know, I need to do other aspects. So it's whether or not whatever my goal might be, maybe it's to, you know, add in some more stretch time or, okay. you know, um, as far as the overall aspect of why I want to keep training. Um, it's just my, it's been a part of my lifestyle. And yeah. I think it's so fun um, seeing so many people that maybe they didn't grow up having that up as a part of their lifestyle, but has started making it. Yeah. And now they're like hooked too. What would your advice be to somebody that's looking to get into, this is a twofold, there's a mm -hmm. couple of parts of this question. Sure. Somebody wanting to get into doing competitions. What would be like the, doesn't have to be like a boil the ocean type answer, mm -hmm. but what would be some advice you would give to somebody that's looking to get into competitions? Um, so definitely know what, first of all, where you want to compete at, start at your state level, um, look at the NPC and online, mm -hmm. NPC online, and see what competition you want to want to participate in. Um, you're going to get your card, your NPC card. It's going to be good for one year, just 2019 to two, you know, to 2010. Basically, you're getting one year out of that. So if you decide not to compete until November, your card is done. Mm. So um, I highly recommend picking something in April or you know, so that you can do more. Because you're going to be in an amazing shape and you work so hard, you don't want to just do one show. Right. Or maybe you do. But either way, you know, sometimes it's a little bit more bang for your buck if you kind of start it out at the beginning of the year and let it uh, ride through. Um, and then it keeps you on track, too, yeah. knowing you have some other competitions coming up. So first that. Second, know what division you want to compete in. I started out in figure. Uh, because bikini didn't exist when um, right. when I started doing um, competitions. So figure I started at. And then I actually enjoyed the look 
of bikini better for myself um, and the training for bikini. Okay. So I had no problem like transitioning from figure to bikini once that became available. Um, and then also make sure you know, obviously, if you can't afford to get a trainer or you can't afford to get a diet plan, make sure you're doing the research because really that's what it mostly comes down to is first of all, it's going to be your nutritional plan. Mm-hmm. And then what kind of weights you should be, how much you should be training and how heavy you should be lifting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that answers the, that question. <laughs> we, the nutrition and there's just so much stuff out there. Is there any advice? Cause you can go on the internet and you can type in, you know, nutrition plan. What would be your advice to kind of weed out the bad? If anything, or just like you said, just continue to do research. Well, no, that's a that's a great question because, first of all, nutrition plans for are difficult because of the fact that everybody has a different idea of yeah. what they want in their diet. You know, sometimes I've done so many nutritional plans for people, and they're like, "Oh, but I'm a vegetarian," or you know, "I can't I can't have fish," mm-hmm. or you know, and that changes it completely. So, first of all, look at what you want as far as your nutritional needs. Um, or your allergies or things you can't have. Um, second of all, make sure the calories are not too high because a lot of people may, you know, think, oh, okay, well, I'm having, you know, this great mass gain or protein shake. But if you're trying to lean out, that's probably not the best uh-huh. thing. Um, I always say I try and get when I'm trying to lean out, I try and do my body weight in protein. Okay. And that's my lean body weight. So let's say I weigh 110 pounds. I don't know. Um, I really don't know what I weigh. Isn't that funny? I don't weigh myself. So let, I do know I'm not over 110. I can tell. But so let's say I, right now I weigh 110 and my lean body mass is around 100. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try and get 100 grams of protein a day. Okay. And, you know, you can be as specific as writing it out. I like to tell people you bite it, you write it. Yeah. You know, if you're really wanting to try and count your macros or figure out what you need to be doing, um, of course, it's going to be diff- different based on your height. If you're a male or female. Um, your age, um, your activity level. So, you know, there's websites out there. You can enter that all in. But as a rule of thumb for me, that's what I go by. And I think usually, too, if you're going to get into competitions, there are there's a large enough network that you can find people. Like you said, you've written up nutritional mm-hmm. workout or uh, programs before for people. There's a large network out there that you can find the right people to put a program together for you. Absolutely. If you're really, if, if, I think if you're going to go into competitions and, like you said, put the time in, mm-hmm. spend the money, mm-hmm. do it the right way. Absolutely. Utilize the network that's mm-hmm. out there of the people that are out there and get people to get you a nutrition plan, a workout plan, all of those things. Right. I, I get it. You know, you don't want to – some people just don't have that, you know, disposable income. Mm-hmm. But there are – ways of doing it and being smart Smart. about it right right? absolutely absolutely do the research um and the crazy thing is is most of the nutrition plans i wrote up weren't even people that were competing you know so So it's it's always an option for everybody you know it's a great way to jump start something or figure out okay um first of all nutritional plans are usually kind of um uh, like a groundhog day, you know, mm-hmm. like you're yeah, pretty much eating around the same amount about the same type of food. And if you're okay with that to get you started and then try and add other things in, um, it's definitely worth it. Uh, so you said you, you, and this, you're actually leading into more questions, mm-hmm. which is good. Uh, cause <laughs> you mentioned you wrote them for people that aren't competing. So mm-hmm. 
I'm just an average person. Mm-hmm. I want to go to the gym or I want to start working out. What's your advice to somebody that might not um, have that self-confidence or they uh, are very self-aware and they're concerned of like going to the gym and it's not a comfortable experience for them. Somebody that goes to the gym often and then is also in the industry. What's your advice to people like that? That's a really good question because I feel like sometimes when we are so involved in an industry, we just feel like everybody understands it or yeah. knows how to use a certain equipment or, um, you know, uh, know, knows what macros are, you know, things like that. But definitely YouTube, first of all, is YouTube's amazing. Great. I mean, you know, if you don't know how to do a power clean and you want to try a power clean, watch it on YouTube, watch it on YouTube, practice it. Don't feel embarrassed um, going into a gym because even veterans like myself that are in a gym all the time, there's so many times I go up to a piece of equipment, I'm like, mm, oh. <laughs> let's see how this thing works. Yeah, that I'm sitting there like trying to pull out a pin that's not even a pin. And it's just a bolt, you know, so don't feel like you're, you know, alone in that. Um, I would definitely say YouTube. Um, I would say reach out to some uh, other people online. Most of the people that are in fitness industries and um, supplement industries, they're here to help people. Yeah. So if you have questions, you know, that's one of the great things about Instagram is that we're definitely willing to help. And that's one of the things that sets RSP apart is that our customer service is not just about our supplements. If you have questions about like, articles if you go on our website our our we have a ton of articles on there that are going to help people with some of the different you know uh i don't i don't like calling them fad diets so it's more like a a nutritional kind of idea mm-hmm. of what they might want to try you know if it's keto um keto plan or, i was gonna say that's big right now mm-hmm. i was about to just say like yes. the keto like the keto yeah and it, it is big and if it's something you want to try research yes rsp has two great and more coming uh, keto products that um, are definitely worth adding in. And um, we actually have MTC oil as well now. Um, so just kind of know what plan you want to do. Um, mm-hmm. You don't have to be an expert. You know, we all, even on a keto diet for myself, it's like, what is it? I, I don't do the keto diet, but yeah. I'm just saying like learning about it because obviously I sell the product. So I have to get familiar with it. So if it's something you want to do, definitely do research, Re- reach out to people. They're willing to help. Um, and YouTube. I mean, YouTube, I've, I've learned a lot on YouTube myself. I use YouTube a lot for motivation too. So I go to the gym at 4.30 in the morning. Oh my. Yeah. So I wake <laughs> up at four o'clock. I got... They're not here today. They're at church with my wife, but I have two young kids. So if I don't go basically in the middle of the night, I, I can't go because I go, I wake up mm-hmm. and if, if, and they're awake, I got to, we take care of the kids, got to get them off school. I go to work and then working out at night is basically not an option at this point, how old they are. If not, I'm going to work out at eight o'clock at night and I'm not taking pre-workout at seven thirty, eight o'clock at night. I won't sleep. Um, so YouTube I use in the morning when I'm sitting on my couch and I'm, and I'm drinking my pre-workout, I'll watch YouTube videos of people just, it's the craziest thing, right? But basically watching people work out and that will motivate me to them be like, all right, like you're getting the blood flowing now. You're going to go to the gym. These guys are working out. I don't know. It's like a mental thing for me. So I sure. use YouTube a lot. It's that's smart. It's, well, hey, whatever it. it takes. I mean, and the last thing I would say too, based on that is 
if you if you're not comfortable, hire a personal trainer. I I honestly, um, after ten years of being a personal trainer, it's smart for you to watch a personal trainer yourself mm-hmm. before you hire somebody and see if that's the style. All personal trainers have different styles. I don't care. It's we are all different on how we like to train or how we like to motivate people. So watch somebody. And see if that person, first of all, is motivating you, if you like what they're doing, or maybe you don't like what they're doing, but you're excited to try it, you know, uh, that sort of a thing. Um, It'll it'll obviously help with safety factors, too. Um, Or maybe it's just you want to ask a personal trainer to say, hey, I don't really want you to train me. I just want you to go around with me and show me the different equipment. Mm -hmm. You know, like, how do I use this equipment? Um, Which would count as a session, but you don't need a so-called plan. You know, you just want to go in there. And sometimes if you don't even have a personal trainer that does it, it depends on your gym, but they'll have people at the gym that will go around and show you how to do it. And don't be embarrassed by that, you know? I think that's great advice, what you said. If, If you don't want them to train you, right? Most gyms, if you go and join a gym, and we're, we're talking about this to, to start the year, because you go to a gym, there's going to be a lot of people, their New Year's resolution is going to be, I'm going to start working out. You go to a gym, most often the first session is a free session because they want you to use their trainers, but use it in your in a, in a beneficial way for you. If you don't want to potentially go into paying for a personal trainer and you have that free session... Go and find out how the equipment works. And like you said, don't be embarrassed by it because you've been going to the gym for a majority of your life. And you said earlier, there's still machines that you're like, how does this thing even work? Or an exercise you don't know how to do. Um, My advice too would be anybody that tries to get into certain lifts. You mentioned, is it power cleans you said? Yes, yeah, whatever. Throw right? it out there, anyway, power like, cleans, yes. If you get into, because I know Olympic style lifting is getting much more popular again Mm -hmm. whereas for a while there it was just like do beach muscles uh you know do bench press and curls and make your upper body but like with crossfit and other things i see a lot more people now doing your deadlifts your power cleans your clean and snatch like all these olympic style lifts do it with the bar Mm -hmm. before like don't put weight on it to get the movement because like you said if you don't know how to do it what i see a lot and I don't know, and I'm sure you see the same thing, but I, I don't want to speak for you or assume it. But what I see a lot, and I've been going to the gym, I, I've been an athlete my whole life, so I've been in the weight room my basically since I was 14 years old. Um, so it's 20 years. It's, I see a lot of people doing exercises wrong, and they go in there, they put too much weight on, and they hurt themselves. Because they want to look like the person yep, next to them. Absolutely. Because, well, I don't want to look silly. I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm doing. So I like that advice of like, go and use the personal trainer to talk to you about the equipment. And then from there, decide if you want to use the trainer or not. And, but I think that's, I think that's really good advice. I had never thought of it that way. Like, yeah, use this session to have them show you around the gym. Mm -hmm. Because even if you're in great shape, there are people that just don't like going to the gym. They don't like having people look at them. Like there are certain gyms here in Charlotte that I know of that have, and I'll use women, for example, that have their own female room Mm -hmm. because they don't the female some females don't want to be looked at or judged or they just don't like that feeling of the gym Mm -hmm. um so my advice and and i'll let you continue if there's anything else but my advice would be one don't be embarrassed Mm -hmm. because you're at least there yeah 
Absolutely. Right? Like, no one's making fun of you. And if they are, they're just a complete asshole anyways. And right. they're going to make fun of anybody <laughs> um, right. just because... And they're probably doing it wrong themselves. And they're probably doing it wrong themselves. <laughs> and Or they're probably doing it to mask some of their own insecurities right. as well. Absolutely. But if you're there and working out, don't be intimidated. Because even the people that are there all the time, like, I, I make friends at the gym and then we help each other as well. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, um, a guy from work his son started going to the gym again and he was like, my son's a little worried to go like to the free weight area because there's all these big guys. And his advice to his son was like, they'll help you, man. He's like, because they see a kid like you at least wanting to try some of the stuff that they're doing. They will help you. So I, I would say utilize the people in the gym as well. Absolutely. I ask, I ask questions all the time about my form, especially yeah. with the Olympic um, weight moves, only because it's kind of newer for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did have my certification in that. It's, it's quick and it's only one year long. It only lasts one year. Yeah. So if you don't practice it, no matter how many YouTube videos you watch, you, you still have to know like the feeling in the right form. And so I'll pull somebody over that I know that is good at those moves. And I'll say, you know, what am I, how am I doing on this? And yeah. do I, cause first of all, I'm 40 years old. I don't need to get hurt. Like I'm not in <laughs> not, there yeah, not to get hurt. Olympic I'm lifting. in there to be in the best shape that I can be for my age and you know, everything like yeah. that. Um, but I don't need to be getting hurt. <laughs> don't get yourself hurt from, <laughs> from being ignorant and not right. wanting to ask questions. Um, all right. So as we go into January, and I just want to make sure that I didn't I didn't uh, miss anything. So we talked about competitions. We talked mm-hmm. about just kind of the the average person. Is there any other advice you'd give to anybody a gym goer? Yes, and this is the advice that I think is the most important to hear. And um, I pretty much thought about um, what my clients have told me that have worked for them over the years, mm-hmm. um, and taken upon myself to like what I know has helped me get in the best shape um, when I'm preparing for a competition or just in general. Um, So I like to say, you know, failure to prepare is preparing to fail. So if you're not ready, if for whether it's going to be for um, your meal prep, Mm -hmm. or if you don't have the supplement spot that you want to use to help you, um, or if you don't know what you're doing when you're walking into the gym, you should have some sort of plan in your head what you're going to be doing as far as your cardio that day or weight training or what you're lifting. So prepare, write it down if you need to, um, just make sure you have the things that are going to help you be successful. Um, for me, I'm on the road all the time with work. So I travel a lot. And if I didn't prepare my meals in the car with me, I definitely know that I would, you know, I would be, I would get off track, Yeah, you know? Um, so that's really important. Um, the second thing is I already mentioned it. Um, a lot of my clients like to say, you know, have a journal. So I'd say you bite it, you write it. I'm talking about the littlest thing because when they have to say, Oh, you know what? I had a half a bite of, you know, a Reese peanut butter cup. It's still like, Ooh, they have to hold themselves accountable or, you know, um, writing it down, holding yourself accountable is definitely one of those things that if you do need somebody else work with a, you know, a friend or a personal trainer or somebody, um, but, you know, make sure, make sure you're um, writing it down yourself and holding yourself accountable. Is there, is there any apps that you use? Um, you know, I do a lot of my, um, I don't personally use any apps, but a lot of my um, clients would use the uh, MyFitnessPal My or okay. just even the tracking it now on their, on their Apple watches yeah. or 
Fitbits and things like that. There, so, there's, no, there's plenty of places not. if you, or you can be old school and write it down in a journal, right? Right. Yeah. Whatever. I like that, that the, you know, holding yourself accountable. So I work out with a, a friend of mine and what helps me is that again, wake up at four o'clock in the morning. It's very easy if I would just press snooze, but what I hold myself accountable is I know he's going to show up and he knows I'm going to show up. Right. And so that's motivating enough for me to go. I can't, I don't want to let my friend down, you know, right? Like he's getting up at the same time I am Mm -hmm. to get there. You know, we don't have to be there at 430 in the morning. We're choosing to be there at 430 in the morning so we can work out together. Right. So it is, even if you don't have a workout partner, just some type of accountability you're saying. Yep. If you take a bite of something, just write it down. Mm -hmm. And it creates good habits. Meal prep. Meal prep's hard. Mm -hmm. And Lindsay and I do meal prep and if you you have to be disciplined because it it will take a few hours it does yes and with two kids mm-hmm. like it usually is like okay which ones are you going to prepare which ones am i going to prepare and then who's going to watch the kids while you do this prep and i do this prep mm-hmm. because it it takes we do it on sundays and it'll take three four five hours on a sunday it it definitely can be time consuming but, but so it's beneficial it. it's beneficial yep, you because got your meals ready for the week right and i don't come home on like a thursday and be like ah oh, we don't have anything in the fridge and I don't want to cook anything tonight. Oh, what are we going to go buy? You mm-hmm. know, and then it's usually like Chinese food or a pizza and it's like, right. shit. Yes. Like, I just, just a, I ruined the entire week yes. because I got lazy. But meal prep, I think, is important. It's it's hard. You have to be very yeah. disciplined to do it. But it again, accountability. Right. I talk about it all the time on this show and and just with my friends, like everyone all the time is like, dude, why do you get up at four o'clock in the morning? I'm like. Because now for the last year plus, that's just my routine. What that's you do. what I do. Mm-hmm. Now, I haven't seen 10 o'clock at night in a long, <laughs> long time <laughs> yes. because I go to bed go basically to to right after my night. kids go to bed. But I think, too, having a routine and you start mm-hmm. doing that, you create your own disciplines. Even if it's you don't have a workout partner or you yep. don't have somebody holding you accountable, hold yourself accountable, right? Yes. If you want to achieve something, you eventually have to hold yourself accountable. You can't have other people making sure that they're holding yeah. you accountable. You um, have to have some self absolutely awareness, I guess, to yeah. account be accountable you for can, yourself. You uh, can only lead a horse to water. You can't force him to drink. It, there you so go. I would say the other <laughs> thing that I found that I think is really awesome to see as a more like a visual type of uh, aspect is like you hear dues paid. Oh, dues paid. People mm-hmm. post that all the time on Instagram after working out at the gym. Well, dues paid mean you went in there and you got the job done, right? So ha- coming home, if you set a goal, let's say, every time you go to the gym, you put a dollar in the jar. And after you've got, you know, you did it for the whole month, at the end of the month, say you went to the gym 20 times, use that $20 Get something that is fitness related for yourself, yeah. whether it's a new pair of socks or if it's going to get, you know, clean juice or tropical smoothie or, uh, you know, new protein RSP supplement, yeah. you know, using it that way. If you don't want to use money, use a visual aspect. Maybe it's uh, every time you go to the gym, you pick up a rock outside and you put it in a jar and you say, look at all these rocks I'm, cl- you know, claiming because yeah. I, I went, you went and I paid my dues. Um, a lot of people like to see, you know, the results and building up. So um, I think that's a great way to also visually or be able to reward yourself every day with a pat on yeah, the back. I like that mm-hmm. idea. I never really thought of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of, for me, it's, I use Fit Plan app and okay. that's where I get my, yeah. Um, and what I, what I try and do is I don't like missing days. 
right? Because like if you open it up and press train, it opens up the day that of whatever you're supposed to be working out. And you can skip ahead, but every time you open it, even if you skipped ahead, that next day you open it, it opens up the workout that you didn't do. Oh. So for me, it's like, I get go get those workouts <laughs> done because it's going to constantly remind you, hey, remember you didn't do this day. <laughs> right. You went ahead. That's fine. But you, you never did this day. You should do this day. So then it can make it back on track again. So um, I use that as well for, for myself. Um, you have kids. You've mentioned a few times. Mm-hmm. And you're in this, you know, the fitness world. What advice? I don't want to say advice. Because we've been talking about advice a lot. What um, what have you learned in your career that you implement to your kids? Because, you know, you mentioned your son plays baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, your daughter. Yep, she's a pole vaulter pole in vaulter. high school okay. and oh, track. Geez. Okay, yep. so track and field. Yep, she's a freshman. So do they, do they look at mom and go, teach me? Or do you ju- have you done something, or do you, from what you've learned that you've put into to their lives in in sports and fitness? Um, I, absolutely, I think you know that I could say that they would say um, that I'm my hard work ethic mm-hmm. will transfer over, and that I tell them no matter what, you know, you're you need to be out there, whether it's at practice, whatever you're doing by yourself, where nobody's watching you is what you're going to do when everybody's watching you. Um, and the first thing is, is that whether it's in school, whether it's at a job one day, whether it's in sports, you're first representing yourself. You're your own brand. Yeah. And what you do is really going to set the tone for how you do it for anything other, uh, you know, the big days, the little days, whatever. Um, so first of all, being your brand yourself um, is more important. I mean, I remember in college, I had a thing I had to do, it was, you didn't get any points for it. You know, Mm -hmm. it it was just like, you know, if you want to try this, try it. And I put so much time in it. My roommate's like, why are you putting so much effort into this? It doesn't even count for anything. Yeah, I'm like, because I know, you know, it's like you personally know whether or not you gave 110%, whether it counts for something or not. I think everything counts Yeah, because it really comes back onto you as your personality. Um, As far as, you know, out as sports events, I'm a highly competitive person in anything, you know, in life in general. So, uh, you know, I tell them confident and cocky in your mind and kindness and caring in your actions. So that's nice. I like that. Yeah. You know, because you have to have that cocky and confident attitude. You know, you have to mentally I'm huge on, you know, Mind Gym is one of my favorite books out there. If you haven't read it, it's a great book. Okay. Mind Gym. And you know, the mental aspect of anything in life is so important. So being confident and cocky really does help build you up. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like the fake it till you make it kind of aspect, <laughs> you know. But you also don't want to be out there and having that arrogance look or the way you're talking to somebody. So yeah. it's still have your actions being kind and caring. If you if you hold yourself with a confidence, people can see that. And if you hold yourself with a cockiness, people can see that. And there's a difference between confident and cocky. Absolutely, there is. Um, mm-hmm. And that goes for anything. That goes in business, in day-to-day life, in sports. You can tell the difference between someone who's mm-hmm. confident in their abilities yep. and someone that's just cocky. Mm-hmm. And you can see right through that person that's cocky. Yep. Uh, and a lot of the times they're cocky because they have insecurities that mm-hmm. they're trying to mask. Right. Whereas the person who's confident is just confident in their ability to, mm-hmm. to do it. And it might come off arrogant, but 
you know, and I get, I get told that at work a lot too. It's like people are just like, you, you know, I'm surprised your head can fit through the door. And it's like, that's fine. I'm like, it's funny to me. Cause they don't, they don't truly mean it, but it's more of like, it's just, if, if you have that confidence, mm-hmm. people see that and it's not this cockiness, but you know, you're, if you're confident in what you're doing, that's what I'm getting at. Right. No, I think I, that's a hundred percent right. If people, other people like people that are confident other people don't like people that are cocky. There, there's two totally different things. You isolate yourself So you have to be your, in your head both, you yeah. know, but exhume the confidence. Yep. Um, that's the most important thing. All right. So let's get back to RSP. Sure. And then um, we're going to switch gears just a little bit. What is your favorite part of your job? Uh, I, I mean, I would say just the interaction um, with people on a daily basis, um, getting to help people. Um, answering their questions and knowing that what the advice that I'm giving them is truly going to be something that I think they're going to take back and whether they use it or not, I know that it would be beneficial to them. As far as like in the corporate big business aspect of it, I would say um, what most people hate doing is getting up and I love presenting in front of a large group of people. (laughs) Really? Okay. Mm -hmm. I love it. I thrive on it. Um, I think it comes back from my teaching days where I'm used to getting up and having a lesson plan uh, prepared and speaking, whether or not it's to kids or adults, it's to me, it's all the same thing. I'm wanting to get my point across, not make it boring mm-hmm. and make it educational and something they're going to take back with them. So I think that goes back to what we just talked about, too, of that that confidence, right? Mm-hmm. People that can speak in front of a large crowd, they just have that confidence about them that you might their heart might be pounding internally, mm-hmm. but they don't show it out outwardly or they might be as calm as they can possibly be, and you see that, and it's confident. And like you said, you like doing that. You thrive on that. It's something mm-hmm. that uh, you know you enjoy doing, which is – that's rare to hear because most people are always like, I don't like talking in front of a crowd. Mm-hmm. I get nervous. And I used to, and I got advice from – was a podcast I was listening to, and the, the person was basically like – what finally got me over like talking in front of a crowd and like being vulnerable was – who gives a shit? Like, right. <laughs> these people you might never see again. And if they're, if they don't want to listen to what you're saying, they're not going to listen anyways. So who really cares? Like you're there to do something, just go do it. So I, I started implementing that at work and, and, and also this too, right? Like mm-hmm. I tell every guest that comes on, I'm like, one, you got to be vulnerable because people will see through that. And, and we, we have conversations and I talk about a lot of things on here that are personal and, in and my are my own opinions you know two cents worth is the name of the podcast um it's it 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 goes into that and then also for for speaking is you know in front of a large crowd or or a crowd in general i i just kind of stopped caring what people thought of me (laughs) um which is very freeing Mm -hmm. by the way yes when you stop caring about what other people think that's a very liberating feeling um because i want to surround myself with the people that like being around me and they're going to like being around me for the person that I am, whether it's, I'm not going to be ever, I'm not going to be fake of who I am. Right. Um, and you're not going to please everybody anyway. So you must, well it's be impossible. Yourself. <laughs> it's impossible. Um, Absolutely. hardest part of being in the supplement industry, because it is a very flooded industry. What is the hardest part? Especially because I think your company is a great example of it because you said you're a newer company. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're trying to get into the market. And at when they first started, you had the CEO and the president mm-hmm. going basically to do their own demos. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're building it from the ground up. 
What's the hardest part in this industry? Um, definitely that it's nonstop changing. Like mm. you, it's you better keep up with the trends. Um, and that's again what RSP is really good about doing is you know knowing what customers are liking and what um, you know like we talked about the keto diet yeah. was popular. So of course you better be coming out with keto products. Um, also, how social media has changed everything for for us. You know, um, you would back in the day if you had a favorite bodybuilder, you got the magazine, you looked up their workouts. Now you can follow them on Instagram, you can yeah. follow them on Facebook. Um, so for us, the challenge and for me is, you know, staying fresh, making sure that we set ourselves apart from other companies through not just our ingredients and our taste and our supplements, but um, as far as like our customer service and w- that we're there to help them. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the biggest challenge is our, our industry changes literally almost overnight (laughs) i can imagine um so we i told you told you guys we would touch on it i want to touch on Mm -hmm. it now what separates rsp from your competition um i definitely think i kind of just said a little bit about that is that aren't we are constantly listening to our customer feedback Mm -hmm. and that's why it's so important for us to hear from you guys um because we do take in consideration of what you guys think about not just our products or things that you see out there that why why don't we have this or can you think about using this whether it's a supplement itself or sometimes you'll say things about like how we can improve our instagram or our um our facebook page so definitely or our website it's rsp sets ourselves apart because not only we have really great effective ingredients um and they're clean Mm -hmm. they're very clean um we've also gone into a very natural line so we're um expanding that way so it reaches out to a large group of people um i say rsp nutrition it's even though it stands for revolutionary sports performance and you think oh athletes athletes that's not true literally we have products for everybody um whether it's you know even even my kids, I, my daughter takes glutamine. I mean, okay. she needs it for her joints. Yeah. There's joint support. Um, grandma takes BioVite. It's our multivitamin. You know, so it doesn't matter if you're not using them as as far as if you don't feel like you're in the athlete or you're not working out. There's still things out there that um, RSP can supply. Um, and also just even advice in general. So I think we set ourselves apart by just being one of those brands that is a lifestyle brand um, and that can help pretty much everybody. What's the website? Um, www.rspnutrition.com. And you can see all their products there and then also what's in every product and then what's the benefits of the product, what's it supposed to do. And then there's articles on there as well. Yes, Um, yes. And they have a really good rewards program as well. So if you buy product, there's usually a reward card inside of the product mm-hmm. that you can earn points. And it gets you anything from, I've gotten like three or four free t-shirts because of the amount of points that I've gotten or free shipping. Um, so again, Absolutely. it, it kind of goes into you know the voice of the customer as well. And I think they do, you guys do a really good job of that of, of interaction wise. I mentioned, you know, the customer service team sends me emails a lot. But they want to, why they want to they want to interact with us. Instagram, mm-hmm. they're very interacting with anybody that you know will tag them in anything. They're I like the fact that you have a company like that that actually will interact with people, right? Because like 
I'll use myself for an example. I'm just a regular guy. I'm not, I've never done competitions. I'm not a bodybuilder. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not your, like you said, this athlete, right? I'm a 34 year old ex division two baseball player, right? Like it's not, I'm not this incredible specimen, but they still interact with you. They want to know, you know, what you like about the products and get the feedback on it. I think that's great because there are so many large companies that just, it's a machine, right? I mean, they're just there to pump things out and get it on the shelves and get it sold and, right. you know, constant. So, I mean, if you ask us a question, we're going to respond. We're not just going to give you a like or a thumbs up or a heart, <laughs> you know? I mean, that's easy to do. We're going to, we're definitely going to ask, uh, answer your question. Uh, we'll probably even send you a direct message. If you have feedback or if you have questions, we're going to make sure that you're taken care of. Yeah. That's uh, great. Um, Anything else that we didn't touch on an RSP? Because I do want to switch gears and talk about 2019. I'm I'm just gonna say if you haven't tried RSP products, and I know I work for the company, but seriously, they will help you reach your goals. Um, it's definitely one of those companies that if you haven't tried it, you're missing out. Mm-hmm. Just give it a go. Like you said, if you're looking for a protein, that True Fit Cinnamon Churro is a great start. And um, a lot of people, you know, don't understand supplements yet, um, but it's definitely gotten so much better as far as people branching out. Um, so ask ask us questions. We'll yeah. get you the product that's right for you. There's so many out there, like you said, so many options, even just in an RSP alone, but we're definitely willing to help you pick the right one. And like you said, it doesn't have to be workout related right like grandma uses the multivitamin right right absolutely you know kids for the joints or if you just have joint problems there's Mm -hmm. you know joint support and the glutamine and there's other things and again there's a write-up on it or if you're if you're confused by something you can reach out to the company and they'll answer your questions absolutely that's great um okay so let's get into 2019 yeah let's go 2019 we're we're in 2019 um Workout plans. Mm-hmm. What? Um, well, I'll let you. I'll let you start. What's a workout plan that you would give to somebody to jumpstart the year? Because we're in that New Year's resolution time frame where I'm gonna go to the gym. But what are you, what gonna, are you gonna do? do? Right. right? Yeah. Well, that is that is a tough question because there's so many people at you know all the different fitness levels some people don't even go to a gym some people are yeah, you know working work out, out in their home so my best advice again is something that the internet and you can look up so many you can literally look up you know workouts to do at, at home it's having a plan for me my fitness um my fitness plans are always around six weeks long okay um i do post them on my instagram which again it's at fit first lady um underscore rsp and my fitness plans, I like hit type workouts. I don't have time as you, as you know, yeah. I have a full-time job. I have, I'm a mom, I'm a wife. I have to uh, get going. I can't be at the gym for hours. And sometimes it's lucky if I do get there. So I like to try and get in, get as much workout as I can, um, keep my heart rate up. So some days I'll do, uh, you know, good, good amount of cardio and other days, which is my favorite is weight training. Um, but throughout there, I usually have, you know, um, a variety of different exercises. And the best part is you don't have to be uh, a veteran. You can be a beginner. You can be, you know, any age group, any ability. And all you have to do is just like if I say, you know, we're going to run uh, a half a mile or if I say treadmill half mile. Well, my half mile might, you know, 
and take me three, four minutes to do. But it's okay if your half mile takes you 10. Yeah. You know, what we're doing is we're just completing a program. And then after that, you, you when you're tracking, you know, the weights, the amount of weights you're doing, um, the six weeks when it's over, as you're tracking it, you can redo the programs. I mean, there's these things are total body movements, things to get your heart rate up, things to help you. My my programs, I will say, are mostly to help you lean out, keep you lean. Okay. Um. So if you're looking to bulk up, you might want to stick with you know something that's going to be more of a weight training base with heavy amount of weights. I I personally like to do a lot of CrossFit moves, but I don't do um, a heavy amount when I'm doing um, like my squats or things like that, because personally for me, I just want to keep my uh, muscle mass growing, but not overly, um, overly done, I guess. Okay. Um, you mentioned hit. So mm-hmm. I, for a show that when this one comes out, will already be out. I have the top 10 fitness trends for 2019 mm. and 18. So in 2018, this past year hit was the number one trend and for 2019, they're predicting HIT will be the number three trend. Mm. And this it's not program-wise, it's anything. So wearable technology is going to be the number one trend for 2019 in fitness. Nice. Wearable technology. That's great. That's great. Group training is number two. Okay. HIT training, which is high-intensity interval training for anybody that doesn't know it. So um, think of, you know, 30 seconds on. Mm-hmm. 10 seconds off. You do 30 seconds of high intensity workout and then you rest for 10 seconds or 30 seconds, 10 seconds, right? Mm -hmm. Or 40, 20 or whatever it is. Um, Fitness programs for older adults, number four. Mm. Body weight training. So you mentioned people that don't go to the gym, you work out at home. There are plenty of body weight programs on YouTube. Um, You can, if you want to actually buy programs, there's a lot of them on um, Beachbody has them. I mean, there's so much stuff out there. You can find bodyweight stuff. Employing certified fitness professionals, number six. So Mm. actually getting a personal trainer. Okay. Yoga is seven. You mentioned you don't stretch. So I've been adding yoga on my (laughs) New Year's resolution for years, everybody. Okay. I'm going to just say that is one that I keep failing at. Again, it's one of those things you have to keep as a habit or force yourself to do. You know, I used to do it P ninety X three. We used to be, be Lindsay used to be a mm-hmm. beach body coach. We have P ninety X three and thirty minutes of yoga, and it actually like, it was good. It was good. It was good. It was hard, but I would do it every week, and it 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 was good. I haven't done yoga in a long time. <laughs> Personal training number eight, functional fitness training number nine. So talk about like. Beach body, and you talk about CrossFit, you know, mm-hmm. those functional, not just one movement anymore, where, you know, deadlifts, squats, Rose, bench, yeah. yeah, whatever, right? So, and then exercise is medicine. I don't know what that means. I'm going to read it. <laughs> I was just going to say, I don't know. It says, uh, more exercise, mind body, like, hmm. exercise is medicine is ACSM's own global health initiative that encourages healthcare providers to get their patients on an exercise oh. regimen. Gotcha. Interesting. And analyze physical activity as part of a regular checkup. Hmm. So, if you're going to go and get a physical or just go and get a regular checkup, they're going to do some type of uh, exercise regimen to analyze. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, okay. I could see how they could go hand in hand for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. So um, 
Six-week yeah. programs. You can find them on your Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I was what I was going to ask is where where can somebody that wants to do uh, what Melissa's doing? Right. So absolutely. If you, I usually post them on my story at the top, and then I save them to my highlights, which is titled my workouts. Okay. Cool. And then um, in my recipes, I have usually the the fit, uh, the nutritional plan that I'll do. Okay. That goes with it. All right. Again, I was going to ask, what yeah. what diet and nutrition plan would you suggest? But just follow her. Yeah, just follow go. me. But also, I mean, it, again, this is something that I tell people. It's it's really a preference mm-hmm. you, as long as you know what what's working for you, what um, might not, you know, some of the stuff I have on there, it might not be something you want to even try. Um, but as long as you're doing something, as long as you have a plan, that's the important part, yeah. you know? Um and and keeping it with your within your goals. Yeah. So personally, I, this is terrible. I don't like fruit, so you will not see okay. fruit in my nutritional plans. And that's just because I don't like it. It's full of sugar to me. Um, it doesn't fill me up. I'm just I'm just not a fan of fruit. I know so many people that eat fruit as part of their which sh- fruit should be yeah. included. You know. So that's why I like True Fit because it does have. My organic fruits in there, so I'm at least getting some it, kind of fruit. It buries it in there and masks the flavor yes, for you. <laughs> yes, and I'm not getting all those sugars. It's it's one of those things that it's a personal sometimes preference yeah. on what you're including in there. So, um, I any, also, go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna no. admit that I also have. It's been almost. It'll be two years in May, I guess, that I do intermittent fasting. Okay, so we mm-hmm. talked about keto, mm-hmm. and intermittent fasting is it's big right now. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of ways to do it. No, right. I, yeah, I guess there's a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. How, however, you do it hour wise, it doesn't mean you don't eat all day because there's no. there's some that will say go 16 hours without eating. Right. And then there's others where it's like 600 um, calories in the morning, coffee, sometime mid-afternoon, 500 calories, and then your big meal's dinner. Mm-hmm. But at least you're eating and getting nutrition throughout the day. Because right. I've seen others, people just go to the extreme, and it's like, I eat, I eat dinner, and that's all I eat. And it's like, okay. Yeah, yes. No, you're definitely not. getting anything not. all day? No. <laughs> I don't follow that. I do more of a – the reason I chose in why I do like the intermittent fasting is because at night, you know, I shut it down in the evening and I'm good with not eating until at least 12 or 1 the next day. Okay. Um, and that's because I used to eat breakfast, but I always had my 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 two eggs with yeah. one and then I had one yolk and with some spinach in there. And it re- really never filled me up anyway. Um, I'm not, I love breakfast, but I'm just not a big breakfast eater in the morning. I'm good with having my coffee. Um, I like to get up and know that I'm doing my cardio without having, um, you know, the sugars and the carbs. You're doing a fasted cardio. Yeah. And and some people can't make that, you know, and that's fine. Like it's, again, it's a preference thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I, it doesn't bother me one bit that I gave up having my breakfast in the morning. And sometimes like if I'm hungry, when after I'm done working out, it's sure I'll come home and eat. And if it's 10, fine. If it's nine, yeah. fine, whatever. It doesn't always have to be during that time. I just I actually have found that I do like doing my fasted cardio. Benefits mm-hmm. to it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think the the benefits, well, definitely the benefits is of course you don't have the sugars and the carbs yeah. and stuff already in your body to, you know, use as fuel yep. that you're gonna burn off. So that's the negative side is that you're not having that fuel. So yeah. I I like my coffee, so I'm, it gives me the fuel I need, and okay. I'm good with it. 
but read up on intermittent fasting um, and see if it's right for you or if it's something that you you know you want to try. Yeah, I would suggest try it one or two times a week to start. Mm-hmm. You know, don't go. I mean, you can if you want to go full bore into it, but kind of work it in and then three, four times a week, and then all of a sudden it just becomes your regular diet. And like you said, it. it becomes easy to kind of just drop a meal right like it wasn't hard for you to be like all right i don't need the breakfast anymore right um i can drop that meal and it's fine but <clears throat> to me not eating till one o'clock in the afternoon i <laughs> feel like i'd starve myself yeah no i definitely uh, it's it's a challenge i usually do around that 12 but um and then and then of course you eat throughout the whole time and yeah. then i usually eat till like 8 30 at yeah. night because so. it's it's what basically eight or nine hours of just that's your time to eat while then the other 16 hours of the day mm-hmm. you don't eat. And this is not new. This is something that it's I it's not even a diet. It's a you know more of a nutritional schedule yeah. and it's been around since people fast for religion yeah. and everything like that. So it's it's nothing new. It's nothing new. It's just it's, just it's the popular now. Of why. Yeah. yeah. And it's popular now. Mm-hmm. Um because certain people start doing it and then all uh-huh. of a sudden it can become and more it wor- and more popular. And if it's working for people then it, it probably works, by, you know, for the majority of whoever's doing it, and they're just loud about it. Yeah, of so, course. Like myself. Right. It's. I mean, that's where we are. It's 2019. <laughs> um, all right. So for any listeners here in Charlotte, we stick to the gyms. What gym studios would you recommend they try and why? That's a, a great question. And I think this kind of can branch out to any city, not just Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte has a, um, a ton as you know, of mm-hmm. options. And I think of gym shopping like I do car shopping. Okay. So if you are going to find a car, Ryan, for you and your family, you're going to probably get something different than what I'm getting for mine. Yeah. Because, you know, different ages, you know, we do both have, two, you know, two kids. But it, um, compared to somebody that might be single, um, no kids. So it's the same thing. If you're going to a gym and you have a family, you might want to be able to take your whole family. So you might want something that's more like of a YMCA or a Lifetime or um, the gyms that provide childcare mm-hmm. activities for the kids. Or maybe you're the type of person that just wants to go in. And you don't want anybody to be there. You want to be able to go. Maybe you work swing shift and you're you know working out in the middle of the night. You want to be able to have full access to a gym with your your pod and get in and get out whenever you whenever you want. My advice to people that are trying to find a gym or a CrossFit gym type of uh, culture, um, maybe it's just a gym that's really good at group exercises, is try them out. This is the time. They're going to let you come in for free. There's going to be a lot of free memberships. Free memberships. They're going to let you, they're going to get discounted memberships. Don't just go in and settle. Like for me, I mean, this is like my sanctuary, you know, like I <laughs> yeah. love my gym time. I, I need it to be a place that I'm excited about going um, because it, at the end of the day, I need to make sure that it has the equipment I need. And not only that, the vibe, like yeah. to me, a vibe at a gym is a lot too. Yeah. So test them out. This is your opportunity. Um, you don't have to settle on the day one, you know, think it over. Compare them, see what's, what works best for your budget, what works best yeah. for your family, um, and just to, you know, kind of weigh out the odds. And then what what reaches what goal you're trying to accomplish, right? Absolutely. Because you can go to a cycle gym. Right. But that's what you want to do. Yeah. You want to bike. That's yeah. how I want to work out. Okay. That's it. You know, you don't need to go to a big box gym that has all this, this weight that you're never going to use because okay. you just want that certain particular class or a yoga studio Mm -hmm. do you go and do special 
special guest appearances. Do you, do you go to any gyms and, and do any training? Ooh, I have not done that in no. a while. I think um, mostly because of the fact that it's so more slur of like a liability, you yeah. know, um, since I'm not fully working for them. And then when I do work out with certain people, I've gotten pulled aside like, are you training them? Like, I'm like, no, I used to be a trainer for 10 years. I'm not trying to overcome your business. Yeah. You know, like, oh. I'm not trying to do any side jobs here, you know? Um, so for me, when I have like helped out, it's always been, you know, just fun for yeah. free, like free, okay. you know, I'm definitely when somebody is like, hey, can you can you train me? You know, I honestly don't have the time to do that. You know, it's hard for me to even fit it in for myself. But that's why I use the Instagram mm -hmm. or people have questions. I like to be able to help them out that way. That, you, you mentioned that. That's one of the rules that's on the walls in our gym is like no other outside personal training allowed. It's like, <laughs> they're like picky. are you really that? I mean, I get it, the liability aspect of it. But it's like, are you really that worried that, well, then maybe you should get better trainers. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's my opinion. On no, it. <laughs> I agree. I, I like If you're too concerned that people are going to come in and train your customers, then maybe you should get better personal trainers yeah. that they'll actually want to use. I'm not trying to undercut you. Yeah, right? no. <laughs> Uh, that's great. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna finish this off outside sure. of fitness. But before I do that, is there oh. anything that we haven't covered that you want to address? Did we talk about the you know the goal setting? The one thing that I find that's really important for no. setting goals. Okay, so because it's you know everyone's got new year, new you, new goals, and I'm just focusing on fitness goals right now. But of course, during your goal setting, you want to think about your financial goals, your relationship goals, your mental goals, um, your spiritual goals, and um, maybe it's your career goals, whatever. Think about including this into your into your fitness or mm -hmm. health goals. So my one of the things that I found that works um, is setting uh, what we call a short term goal. So first week. Maybe you're downloading this podcast and it's, you know, let's say you're listening to it. Um, one week from the day that you're listening to it, I want you to write down what your goal is going to be for that one week. Maybe okay. it's to go to the gym four times out of that week. Um, post it wherever you're going to see it. If you don't want anybody to see it, you're going to post it in an envelope. Okay. Yeah? So you put one week on it. Oh, she brought an envelope. I brought an envelope because I'm giving these to you, Ryan, for okay. you and your family. All right, yes. cool. So you put your one-week goal in here, and I use envelopes because sometimes I don't want anybody else to know my goals, yeah. but I want it to be in there, and I want to be able to open it as like a gift after one week to see if I, I finished it. Okay. So one-week goal, if it's something you don't mind putting up, you know, put it on the fridge. That's fine, too. I, I like um, being able to share certain goals with people, but not everybody needs to know my goals. Um, <laughs> so then the uh, next one would be your one-month goal. So you're going to write down your one-month goal. Again, post it or put it in an envelope. After that one month, you're going to open it. Okay. Now, I don't do any other goal setting in advance besides the six-month and your year for your 2019. Okay. What you're going to do is after each month, you're going to set the second month and then the third month and because you need to know where you're at at the end right. of the first month. So, But always include your halfway year goal. And then what your goal is for uh, 2019. And that's the fun part because on New Year's Eve New and Year's 2019, Eve. 
you get to open up this envelope. Okay. And there's no better gift than opening an envelope <laughs> where you just demolished and kicked ass, yeah, right? That'd be great. I mean, that's a great, great way to end the, the year. So looking back and reflecting and seeing what you did. So um, definitely goal setting is really important, um, short term, long term. And then, like I said, not just fitness goals, but overall goals. So I do that with my team at work. So I have a group of people that work for me and I'm I don't make them, but I highly suggest to them that I want them to write down short-term professional and personal goals and long-term professional and personal goals. And they can share it with me or they can share it with their peers. But I'm a true believer of then when you do that, again, we talked about accountability. Now you're holding yourself accountable because you wrote it down. And now you're having other people hold you accountable to try and help you reach your goals. And there's some statistic out there, and I'll probably get it wrong, but it's like people are 40% more likely to accomplish something when they write it down versus Absolutely. when they don't write something mm-hmm. down. So 40% might not seem like a lot, but it's a lot better than 0% of writing something down. You're more likely to, to accomplish it. I like, she brought, there's like six envelopes she brought me. So <laughs> I'm going to check back on uh, hey, New Year's Eve. Well, you did, you did say that you don't, you might not recognize me the next time we see each other. So if you do check in and be like, I don't, we've never met. I don't know who you are. Uh, if I'm not meeting my goals, I don't know you. <laughs> anything else? Um, I think that we covered a lot of the stuff that, um, again, reach out to me if you have questions. I'm happy to answer any of the questions that you might have um, about supplements um, in general, um, nutrition plan, workout plans. Um, if there's something that you think would be beneficial too that I'm not posting, uh, let me know. I had a lot of people say, you didn't post your weights. You know, how much weight did you do on that? And the reason I never did that was because I just didn't want you guys to feel like you had to do yeah, those weights. So when weight. I right, so when I post now, I was like, okay, you know, they like to know a guideline. So I post my weight. Um, so basically, you use the amount and you can alter it the way you you know what works best for you. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna fast questions sure. here. This is sure. how we're gonna finish. Okay. Fun. All fun. right. So outside Shoot of em. fitness, being a parent, wife, your job, what does Melissa like to do for fun? Um, two things, definitely, um, go to sporting events, huge sports fan. Doesn't matter. I love watching almost every type of sports. So going to sporting events, tailgating before is always a bonus too. (laughs) Um, and then the second thing is my happy place is 100% at a nice resort pool laying out with a book in my hand and a drink in the other. There you go. (laughs) Favorite restaurant anywhere. Oh, anywhere. Um, Gosh, there's so many great restaurants here in Charlotte. They're like um, based on drink, like starting from top to bottom, drink, appetizer, meal. I'm going with 131 Main. 131 Main. Yes. It's a good one. It's a good one. They have really good cornbread with <gasps> honey on top of it. Yeah. Like, yeah, seri- like everything really you good. try there is <laughs> yeah. even my drink. So. Yeah. Favorite place to travel? Um, so... I'm going to go with the Grand Cayman Islands only because okay. I was just recently there for my yeah. 40th birthday. So that was a big deal. And it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Oh. Gorgeous. We go to the Dominican. We're going again in July. Uh, Punta Cana. It's really nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's I, fun. I'm, I mean, I'm definitely not probably going to go back because I want it. There's so many other places yeah. I want to visit. But if you haven't checked out the Grand Cayman Islands, yeah. it's beautiful. Have you ever been to St. Martin? No. So we went. So my buddy's. Um, his father-in-law has a house there. So we've gone there before. Oh, it's incredible. See, Direct flight, too, many... from Charlotte. Same with Grand Cayman, by the <clears throat> okay. way. Mm-hmm. So All right. Definitely worth checking out. You, you mentioned it be- 
as part of your restaurant, favorite cocktail or mm. beer? Okay. What's your favorite cocktail? So I'm a whiskey and bourbon girl, so I wow, usually okay. just... I, I know that shocks Good a lot of you. people. Good I mean, you. I'm in a fitness industry with almost all males, so it's like it's, I fit right to. in. So, <laughs> and I, I love it, though. So usually I go with a makers and diet. Okay. But I have been told by many people that I make the best meals they ever had, so... I'm a good, pretty good meal maker. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. All right, uh, last one. What are you looking most forward to in 2019? Mm-hmm. I would say just interacting and meeting new people, um, You know, finding out you know, different opportunities and capitalizing on them, helping people, again, reach their goals and obviously set my own goals and, and reach them. Okay, and then again, how people can reach you is at fitfirstlady underscore RSP. Correct. And then you guys will see that on my Instagram as well. Um, and then you traveling to vitamin shops and GNCs mm-hmm. and fitness expos, I have to imagine, right? Yep. A, a, throughout the whole year. Absolutely. Yep. So if you're going to any fitness expo that is going to have supplement companies at it, more mm-hmm. than likely RSP is going to be there and you might be there as well. Right. Um, and then like uh, Melissa mentioned on Instagram, she does post a lot of like where she's going and what stores you might be at if you're going to be going and doing any demos or anything like that too. So people can find you. Yep, um, don't sure. be afraid to reach out and ask questions. Any questions for me? Do you have your fitness goal set? Do I have my fitness goal set? No, I don't have my fitness. Okay, goal so set. this is perfect. So this is it is it is good. I don't have my fitness goal set. We we are finishing up a nine week program. We're in week seven. Uh, yeah, week seven. So we got three weeks left. And then um, me and my buddy are going to figure out, you know, what what do we want to do next? Um, what program? What length? What do we want to accomplish? Because, so I mentioned going to the Dominican. So I'm going to the Dominican in July. He's going to the Bahamas in May. Mm-hmm. So both of us want to have the, the, that's the goal is to get to, for him and I now, obviously for him, because it's now May, but by May being reach the goal that we want. Now, what is that goal? I don't know. I've mentioned it before on here. I'm, I'm like right at 194 and I don't really weigh myself a lot anymore because it's more of like, how do you look in the mirror versus what weight's going to tell you? Because your weight can fluctuate so much and it doesn't really matter the weight, but I'd like to be more around like 185. So a little more lean, but have keep my strength. Mm -hmm. Um, the problem is that I like to drink a lot of beer. And so, and I, I openly admit it. And the, the holidays, I've tried, I've, I've stuck to the four o'clock in the morning, but I've been drinking a lot more than I normally do. Um, so I will have to set my goals. And, and when I do, I'll let you know and, and I'll let everybody else know. But no, I don't have my goals set right now. Okay. But now I have to be held accountable for yes. it. So I will. Uh, my last question is when you become as famous as Dan Levitard, can I be your Stu Gatz? You can be whatever you want. If, <laughs> look, I tell everybody that comes on this, I'm like, and, and my buddy Matt is, is coming over, um, to do this. And I, I joke, he's like my assistant. So he's coming just like sat and listen to other podcasts and he'll just sit right there. And I'll, I call him my stat guy. Like if I come up with something, right. I'm like, Matt, look this up for me. Um, but yeah, absolutely. So, fun. Hey, I'm, I'm all for people wanting to come on and be a part of this for, uh, more than once. Yeah. Cause it's fun. I only have a network so big, so I might have to ask you again to come back and maybe we do that. Um, soon. Cause we'll, what we'll do is, uh, if, if it works out for our schedules, keeping track with the, the year. Yeah. And kind of just have it maybe follow up. Yeah, we'll have some follow ups for sure. As long as you're, I mean, you're busy, so 
It's all good. If, Happy to help. If you blow up, <laughs> just remember, just re- if you blow up from this podcast, just remember how, how you started. I love uh, it. Always stay humble. Anything, anything else? I know. I thank you all for listening and thank you for the opportunity. And again, if you need anything, reach out to us. We're here to help you. Yep. And so today is not January 6th, but it's going to come out on January 6th. And you're doing a giveaway yes. for this podcast for on uh, on your Instagram. Mm-hmm. And it's for a free product, Amino Lean. Mm-hmm. So go check out Melissa's Instagram. And there's a post about the podcast and then the giveaway, the announce the uh, winner will be announced on Monday, January 7th. Correct. So you guys, if you haven't gone and followed her on Instagram yet, you need to because you have basically a couple hours left before it, it uh, the winner is announced. But um, yeah, I think that's it, right? Okay. Yep. You did a great job. I think that's awesome. Hey, thanks. See? First time. Yeah, first podcast for her, and I think she did a great job. First time caller, long time listener. <laughs> oh, yeah, I hope so, right? Um, you got it. All right, well, thank you very much. Thank you. All right, thanks, everybody. 